0: Part 5 It is Friday, November 11th at 9.23am I pace 100 steps around my kitchen table 9 steps through my living room and 24 steps up and down the stairs I am back at the kitchen at 9.25 and I jump when a phone rings Harold Linda Goldman I have good news for you I pause Did you find a ghost? Better than that Did you see the paper today? No, it's Friday. I get the papers on Wednesdays. What? Wait, wait, don't explain. Just go outside and get the paper. My investigator found a video of Serena's attack. What? This was the other lead I told you about. He got the security footage from one of the local delis, and Serena's attack is in the background. She's talking quickly, and I am confused. Can you see who killed her? A couple of clowns. And somehow the Post found out, you're welcome. I'm calling the detectives now. If they call you, do not say anything. She hangs up before I can answer. I'm not dressed yet, but I put my coat on over my pajamas and walk outside. I go to the corner deli and see the New York Post headline. Pennywise clowns kill Pennywise accountant. There is a grainy photo of two people in clown masks standing over a body. I recognize the corner of 103rd in Madison. So it really was a couple of clowns. I start laughing, and I cannot stop. I order a black coffee and buttered roll. Then I buy copies of the news and a post and walk back to my house. I'm still laughing when I reach my front door. Harold? It is Cynthia, calling from her driveway. I'm surprised to see her, but then I remember that it's Veterans Day and the schools are closed. I wave and walk across my lawn to meet her. You're in a good mood. What's so funny? I show her the post headline. She looks alarmed at first, but then it registers. Does this mean you're clear? It should. My lawyer called me this morning. Well, that's good news, Harold. A big relief, I'm sure. Yep. I walk back across my lawn and go inside. Then I sit at my kitchen table and read the rest of the post story. Police have been investigating a series of creepy clown sightings since the movie It was released in September. While they haven't found the perpetrators yet, the post draws a possible connection between Serena's attack and the earlier clown incidents. Police would not comment on what they described as an ongoing investigation. My name is not mentioned at all. I remember the post story from a couple of weeks ago about the clown mask at Target. The earlier clown sightings were at elementary schools and no one was hurt. I wonder briefly if the cases are truly connected, but then I shrug and finish my buttered roll. I flip through the daily news, but there's nothing about Serena. When I'm done with breakfast, I shower and shave for the first time of the week. Then I get dressed, sit at my kitchen table, and wait to hear more from Linda Goldman, J.D. It is 4 o'clock and I am back at Linda Goldman's office. She is smiling broadly from behind her desk. She gestures for me to sit, and I choose the middle chair again. I unzip my coat, but keep it on. So, Harold, great news. I spoke to the detectives. And you are no longer a person of interest to the NYPD. I hallucinate the dun-dun sound from Law & Order, and I start to laugh. Really? Just like that? Well, no, I started asking them if they'd seen the paper. And had they? They had. I also told them that my investigator found a witness to confirm your alibi. This is news to me. Since when? Since yesterday. Your ghost lead panned out. Why didn't you tell me? Because I was busy talking to my friend at the post. When it rains, it pours. I let out a surprised laugh I will have to tell Cynthia. How old is the kid? Third grade. He remembered your costume, and he still had some of the treat bag left. Did he like the treat bag? What? Did he like it? Which pieces of candy were left? I I don't know. Does it matter? Enough to confirm your story. So is the treat bag evidence now? Should I give the boy a new one? Jesus, no. Do not contact the boy. Can we move on, please? Yes, sorry. I shift in my seat and take off my coat. This somehow seems too easy. So I sent everything over to the detectives this morning. They called me back this afternoon and confirmed that we're done. What does that mean? Can I get my chemistry sets back? There's some paperwork for that. I'll work on that next. So we're not completely done. They're not investigating you anymore. You're welcome. I look down and feel myself smirk. And what about my job? Well, that's the sticky part. I spoke to Mr. What's-his-name. What's-his-name? Thompson? Yes. And I said that you were cleared by the police, but he isn't fully convinced. Meaning what? Meaning you spooked him. You and your lists. But I fixed it. How? He said you can go back to work if you complete 12 sessions of anger management therapy. What's that? You know, group therapy, to help you deal with your anger issues. I let out a loud, ha! Linda Goldman glares at me and I start to giggle. She continues to glare and it makes me laugh harder. Jesus, Harold, stop it! What are you, 12? I stare at the ground, trying to make myself stop. Finally, I manage to speak. Why do I need group therapy? What, seriously? Now she looks amused. I don't want to tell my feelings to a bunch of strangers. Then lie. Make it up. Do whatever you need to do to get through. This is a Hail Mary pass for you. Do not screw this up. I reluctantly nod. So what do I do next? Mr. Thompson said he gave you the name of a social worker. He wants you to call her. I suggest you do that first thing Monday. Okay. I'll be in touch about your chemistry sets. Keep me posted about the therapy. And good luck. She stands up and shakes my hand across her desk. And I suddenly realize that I will miss Linda Goldman, J.D. It is Wednesday, November 16th, and I sit in the office of Miss Phelps the Social Worker. Her office is on 98th and Madison, near the foundation. Miss Phelps has short black bangs and pointy glasses and drinks from an eco-friendly water bottle. She probably lives in Brooklyn. So, Harold, why do you think you're here today? So I can get back to work. It should say that in my file. And why did Mr. Thompson refer you here? Because of my dead boss. Can you explain that? Serena was my boss. She waits for me to say more. I didn't like her. She was irritating. So I wrote, Kill Serena on my list of things to do for the day. As a joke to myself. But one day she found a list. Where did you leave the list? Uh, lists, actually. Uh, on my desk at work, next to the invoices. Did you intend for her to see them? No. No, but she complained to Mr. Thompson, and I got suspended. Then, while I was suspended, two clowns killed Serena. Miss Phelps raises her eyebrows. I've been cleared of the murder, but Mr. Thompson still wants me to deal with my anger issues. Miss Phelps considers me for a moment. And how do you feel about that? Pretty angry, but that's why I'm here. Were you happy at your job? Happy? I guess so, except for my boss. And how do you feel about your boss's death? I didn't like her. But how do you feel about her death? I don't know. I don't really feel anything. I just want to get back to work. Miss Phelps writes something in her notebook, but I can't see it from here. Then she pulls out a questionnaire. Harold, I'm going to ask you some questions now. There is no wrong answer. I laugh, and Miss Phelps looks up at me. Why are you laughing? Because that's funny. If there really was no wrong answer, I wouldn't have to be here. Let's get on with the questions. Number one, I don't show my anger about everything that makes me mad, but when I do, look out. Do you strongly agree, agree, neither agree nor disagree, disagree or strongly disagree? Look out? That sounds like a threat. Do you strongly agree? Agree, neither agree nor disagree, disagree, or strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. Miss Phelps records my answer on her questionnaire. Number two, waiting in line or waiting for other people really annoys me. Do you strongly agree? Agree. Strongly agree. Number three, I sometimes lie awake at night and think about the things that upset me during the day. Agree. Number four, when someone says or does something that upsets me, I don't usually say anything at a time, but later spend a lot of time thinking up cutting replies I could and should have made. I feel myself smirk. This is often how I spend my commute. Strongly agree, and I make lists. Number five, people really irritate me when they don't behave the way they should or when they act like they don't have the good sense of a head of lettuce. Head of lettuce? Strongly agree. Number six, I've had trouble on the job because of my temper. I snort. Agree, but only recently. And it's because they're idiots. Number seven, when riled up, I often blurt out things I later regret. Agree. Number eight, when I get angry, frustrated, or hurt, I comfort myself by eating or using alcohol or other drugs. Strongly disagree. Number nine, I've gotten so angry at times that I've become physically violent, hitting other people or breaking things. I've never done that. Strongly disagree. Number 10, at times I felt angry enough to kill. Strongly disagree. Miss Phelps writes again in her notebook. Harold? We are almost out of time for today, but I think you would benefit from my anger management group sessions. We meet on Tuesday and Thursday evenings at 6.30. You can start tomorrow night. How many sessions do I have to attend? Technically eleven, but I think you will find them helpful. I would also like you to start keeping hostility log. What's that? She passes me a piece of paper across her desk. This is a tool to help you better understand what triggers your anger. Use the log to record incidents that have brought up any type of angry feeling. For each incident, record what makes you angry, why it angered you, what your response was, and indicate whether you believe your response was controlled. I feel myself starting to laugh. That's kind of like my list, but that's what got me in trouble before. I think you will find it a helpful tool Bring your log to the group sessions, but I suggest that you don't leave it on your desk at work. I take the log and put it into the plastic bag that I use for a briefcase. Miss Phelps stands up and walks me to the door. Thank you, Harold, and I'll see you tomorrow. I walk outside onto the sidewalk and pull out my hostility log. I don't have a book to lean on, so I lean instead against the side of Miss Phelps' building and write my first entry. What made me angry? My first anger management session. Why I was angry. Waste of my time. My response, I wrote in my new anger management log. Was this controlled? Yes. My new hostility log is fun. I walk to the subway station on 96 in Lexington and take the train back to Astoria. I arrive at my first anger management group session at 6.25 p.m. It is held in a large group room at Mount Sinai Hospital on 98th and 5th. I'm not sure what to expect, but when I walk inside, I immediately recognize two co-workers from the foundation. Helga is the director of federal grant compliance and has worked at the foundation for six years or so. And sitting next to Helga is Walter, the elevator man. I sit down next to Walter. Hello, Walter. Fancy seeing you here. What's that? Walter is apparently still deaf in one ear. Helga turns to me, ignoring Walter. Is this your first session, Harold? It is indeed. And you? No, I've been coming for three months now. Why is that? I don't get along with the program staff. No one likes the compliance lady, but you know that. Why are you here? The police thought I killed Serena. I actually heard that... She was a real bitch, Harold. No offense. I laugh out loud. I decide I like Elga. I've been cleared in a murder, but Mr. Thompson said I have to complete 12 anger management sessions before I go back to work. He's a real moron, too. I'm telling you, we're surrounded by them. Walter gives a half-smile, and I realize he's listening. And what did you do, Walter? I speak loudly so he can hear me. Hmm... A lady was rude to me, so I wouldn't let her out of the elevator. What do you mean? I just held the elevator between floors. I didn't know my co-workers were this interesting. I start to ask more, but Miss Phelps arrives at exactly 6.30. All right, everyone. Pull your chairs closer together to form a circle. We do as she asks, and the room is filled with the sound (laughs) of chairs scraping across the floor. There are nine group members in total. Three are from the Foundation. We have a new member tonight. Can everyone please say hello to Harold? I feel myself turning red. I stare at the floor and mutter a greeting. So who would like to begin tonight? No one volunteers at first. Miss Phelps turns to the woman sitting next to her. Heather, how about you? Heather looks up, and I see that she is in her early to mid-twenties. She wears a copper-colored dress and leans to one side in her chair. Um, sure, I'll start. My new boss started last week, and she introduced herself by saying, I don't like mistakes. I mean, what am I supposed to say to that? And what did you say to that? I didn't say anything, really. But then, at the end of the day, she walked up to me and said, I hear you're stressed. You know, things are only going to get more stressful. And I thought, this woman doesn't even know me, and she wants me to quit? Then she went on about my posture and she said that she noticed I didn't make eye contact when I passed her in the hallway and at that point I was really angry. So what did you do? Nothing to her face, but that night I went online and posted a negative comment about her on Glassdoor. I let out a snort. Glassdoor is a website that allows you to anonymously review your employer. I have a new regard for Heather. I make a note to log on to Glassdoor when I get my computer back from the police. What did you write? I wrote, New management is strangely focused on posture and leads by fear of firing. And I gave her one star at the lowest rating. Do you feel your response was controlled? Yes. I maintain control at work, and I post it anonymously so she won't be able to trace it back to me. How many people report to your new boss? Four people, including me. So, do you think your boss will be able to conclude who wrote the comment? Heather turns red but does not respond to Miss Phelps' question. Miss Phelps turns to the group. Do people think Heather's response was controlled? A nervous looking man with gray hair responds. Posting online is risky. You should complain to H.R. instead. Miss Phelps turns again to the group. What do people think of Michael's suggestion? Helga jumps in. HR is a bunch of morons. I think you're fabulous, Heather. And if your boss calls you out on it, deny it. She sounds like she has issues anyway. Heather smiles at Helga. I may like this group after all. Without belaboring the point, we should assume that nothing we post online is truly anonymous. But I want to be mindful of the time. Who would like to go next? Okay, I'll go. Helga unfolds a piece of paper and begins to read from it. What made me angry today was David Bukowski, the director of research. Miss Phelps interjects. Please don't use actual names. Okay, what made me angry today was the schmuck I work with. Why I was angry is he thinks he's God and he asked me to lie for him on a federal grant application. I snort again. Serena used to complain about David Bukowski also. Something about expense reports and time and effort reporting. Please continue, Helga. What do you mean that he asked you to lie? I mean that he asked me to list someone as the principal investigator who no longer works at the foundation. That's illegal, you know. It's against federal regulations. Gene, the CFO, said once that Helga likes to talk about her cats and federal circulars. Helga starts to cite the circulars now, but Miss Phelps intervenes again. Helga, how did you respond to your co-worker? I told him that if he wants to go to prison, that's fine, but I wouldn't submit the application. And what was his response? He went over my head to the CFO. The CFO can submit it herself if she wants, or she can make him change the application. I don't know what she'll do. And, of course, the application is due at midnight tonight because, God forbid, someone should give me enough time to review it properly before it's due. Did the CFO ask you for your input? She did, but I told her I was on my way out for a mandated anger management group session and that she should do whatever she wants with the application. Gene, the CFO, would not like that answer. I wait for Ms. Phelps to react, but she turns to the group. What do people think of Helga's response? A woman named Amy replies, she's about my age with short red hair. I do pre-award grants too. And I hate it when the program staff wait until the last minute to submit the application. Seriously, I'm not their mother. Helga laughs, but Miss Phelps cuts in. What do people think specifically about Helga's response to the research director and the CFO? The nervous man Michael cuts in. You were right not to submit the application. But you shouldn't have spoken to the CFO that way. You should have gone to HR instead. Helga rolls her eyes. What is it with you and HR, Michael? I told you, our HR is a bunch of morons. They're the reason I'm here to begin with. Michael looks stricken. Amy ignores him and turns to Helga. If they're breaking the law, you can call the Federal Whistleblower's hotline. I can give you the number when we're done. This is getting interesting, but Miss Phelps interjects. I think you should take this particular conversation offline. Does anyone else have any thoughts for Helga? No one speaks up. In that case, I will say that I agree with Michael. For situations that involve an ethical dilemma, I would suggest documenting the conversation and elevating to a supervisor or HR in a controlled professional manner. But I am once again mindful of the time. Who would like to go next? A man with a blonde buzz cut raises his hand. Good. Robert? Hi. I'm one of the morons who works in HR. Always nice to see you, Helga. A few people chuckle appreciatively. Helga looks down and smirks. As an HR professional, it is my privilege to investigate employee complaints. And today, someone reported that they witnessed one of our fellow employees peeing in the parking lot. I let out a surprised laugh. Robert continues, which means tomorrow I have to interview said employee and determine one, did he really pee in the parking lot? Two, were there surrounding circumstances which contributed to his peeing in the parking lot? And three, if we should take disciplinary action. Ms. Phelps responds, and why does that make you angry? Because a full-grown adult pees in the parking lot, and I'm the jerk who has to sort it out. It's aggravating. Amy raises her hand. Did anyone capture it on video? No, but the woman who complained took a picture of the puddle with her cell phone. It was a true pleasure when she showed me. Miss Phelps turns to the group. Does anyone have any suggestions for what Robert should say at his meeting tomorrow? Heather answers first. You should call in sick. Elga answers with a smirk. Tell him you're in trouble and you piss me off. The whole group laughs, including Robert. I have never felt such a sense of belonging. Settle down, people. Does anyone have any serious suggestions? Miss Phelps looks around the room and settles on Walter. How about you, Walter? What's that? Do you have any suggestions for Robert? Walter thinks for a moment. Just ask the man what happened. Maybe he didn't do it. Excellent, Walter. That's important advice. Examine all the facts before reaching a conclusion and try to keep an open mind. Miss Phelps looks at her watch. I look at mine also. And I am both surprised and disappointed to see that the full hour has passed. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time tonight, but good session, everyone. Welcome again to the new members, and thank you for participating. Keep writing in your hostility logs, and we'll see you on Tuesday. We move our chairs back to their original position and walk outside to 98th and 5th. The night air is cold and crisp. Most of the group members start walking towards the bus or train, but Helga stays back to talk with me. So what do you think of our group, Harold? I don't really know Helga, and I'm not ready to tell her that I liked it, so I say, ten more sessions. (laughs) That's funny. I know it's kind of baloney, but it may grow on you. I find it's nice to have people to talk to. I almost tell her I agree, but instead I say, I like the hostility log. That part's fun. Elga laughs. I made 12 entries today, which reminds me, I better get back to work while there's still time to upload the grant application. It's due at midnight. Hopefully Jean did the right thing and made David change the name. So she does care, after all. I can relate. When do you come back to work? Six more weeks. Even though you've been cleared? It's a long story. My lawyer worked it out with Mr. Thompson. She told me I was lucky and I should just do what he says. That sounds like bullshit to me, Harold. But at least you got yourself a lawyer. You'll have to tell us more on Tuesday. Maybe we can go to a diner after group. A few of us do that sometimes. I can fill you in on everything you missed at work. That sounds nice, actually. And it does. Good. Take care. And I'll see you soon. I start walking to the 96th Street Station. It is 743. I should be home by 9.